Hey, Ty, go get him. Hey, go get, go him, get him records, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Where? Yes. All the pretty Ricky be ballin'. And none of these hoes rejected me. They always stay tall. I hate when they be awkward, barely talking. I be on. If she said I caught feelings first, then that little hoe retarded. Shawty wanna take some pictures on the backdrop. Shawty know that I'm ballin' like I'm on black top. Niggas be mad when I brag about the cash I got. But I'm used to not having a lot. I'm from the burgundy, yeah. Uh, I ain't decided to try to waste your time. Yeah. I ain't decided to play games with your mind. Put her up on the register, I swear she a dime. She yeah. ever get my name tagged on the spot. Yeah. I promise, baby, I ain't telling no lies. I promise, baby, I ain't crossing no lies. Mine's is yours, and if it's yours, then it's mine too. Shawty, you're teeing, but that clock is a nine. She love me, love me not a robbery. She stole my heart, it's a robbery. If you don't crash now, would you ride for me? I understand if you got time for me. What up, what up, what up, what up? Y'all know what it is. I forgot. I mean, what up? So I was supposed to put on that shit, man. Rough day for Ice Pick. But this is Close Your Ears. This is episode 73. We back at it. Told you them episodes coming. Rapid fire, niggas. Let's grab your lighters and smoke one of this one. Because we got Miss Sasha Winters with us. Now, y'all know this is mental health awareness week. What we doing right now. So, we got with us Mrs. Winters. Yep, she's married. Mrs. Winters. And she is, uh, now, give us your title. Um, I'm a mental health professional. Right now, I'm a pre-licensed therapist, and I'm certified in trauma therapy. Okay, okay. That's big talk. So, we got the doctor in the house, the professional. You Is the title doctor, or? Not yet. Not yet? That's what you're working on? Right. All right, all right. That's it, yo. We be having them dope guests on for the head. So, yo. Mental health aware. Before we even get into it, though, real quick, right? What are we going to do? I got a couple other uh, topics, right? I want to I want to ask. I want to ask the, the, the therapist. Okay. What's wrong with these people? I mean, that has a lot of answers to it. What do you mean by what's wrong with these people? Hold on, hold on. So we're going to start, right? Because we're going to talk about a little bit that's going on around the world. Yeah, If everybody should know by now, they heard about the, uh, the shooting in Buffalo. The shooter, he I think he was 18-year-old white kid. I think he, uh, what he shot, 
I want to say 13, 13 wow. killed, three, uh, the other three injured. Mm-hmm. So this is up in Buffalo, New York. So therapist, yeah. let's just say you working at the jail, right? Mm-hmm. Boom. He comes through. He comes through. What, what we doing? What, what that conversation like? I mean, I would greet him like any client. How are you? How was your day? How was your week? Would you be nervous? No. No? Mm-mm. Why not? He doesn't have access to any weapons in there of choice. Me, I mind, you know what I mean? This is why I kind of commend y'all. I kind of don't want to, excuse my French. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sit down with them crazy people. Then we in a little small room and shit, man. I ain't going to front. I'll be, uh, I don't know. Right? Listen, they're used to people reacting to them that way, being intimidated, being fearful of their presence. So they're going to use that to their advantage. Right, right. If I'm not phased by you, now you're off your balance and you're going to take a minute and sit and reflect like, okay, who am I really besides this aggression? Cause that's what everybody labeled me as. So that's what, that's what, what, what you trying to get underneath in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Why the aggression? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you're not going to tell me why the aggression, if you feel like you need to be aggressive towards me. All right. So how you how do you like like I say how the conversation start off though like what's the what's the like you said you gonna introduce yourself mm-hmm. X Y Z how was your week and they'll probably look at me like what do you mean how was my week you didn't watch the news you didn't read and I just shot shit up okay but I'm asking how was your week like what happened in your week I know what happened in my week in my week on Wednesday I heard this story but what happened in your week what happened on Tuesday. Mm. Get his side of the story. Right, because we don't know what happened on Tuesday. Right, right. So, and then from there, what are, what is you looking to gauge? Like, what is you looking for? To... I'm looking for accountability. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for keywords that reflect past traumas, like phrases. I'm looking for the what's called dissonance, which is the difference between what you believe and what you've done. So if you're a Christian and you believe in treating others like you should be treated, Why? however you did this crime, like where's the break there? Why don't those match up? No doubt, no doubt. So with mental health, with men, with the, all the mental health, where is where is where's this racism placed in in like the mental health? Library, is that a, is racism a form of mental illness? I will say it's not diagnosable, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not a diagnosis in the DSM five that says racist, like the word. There are diagnoses that explain why somebody might be racist. Because see, diagnosis is a thing where racism is an attribute. So I can't di- I can't diagnose you with mental illness because you racist, but it's around the corner though, kind of. Yeah, because it, it all depends on like what somebody does with their ideas. Are you like is was this white supremacy? Yeah, the ball. Yeah, that's what he, I'm saying. He like, did this on the behalf of white supremacy. Right. No, I'm saying like I'm asking the client like, is, are you doing this 
on a basis of that, like you truly are harming us because you hate us or and he gonna say goddamn right right or are you a trump supporter that just stays in your house you know i mean you don't i think he was a trump supporter too right but i'm saying you know two different sides like i may believe in these things but i don't act on them right right i believe on them and i act on them so if you believe and act on them that's more diagnosable than somebody who believes but doesn't act on them right right i get you that's it, yo. Like I said, that's that's crazy because like you you gotta have some some balls to sit in a room with somebody like that. Like, and I, are you allowed? You we we shouldn't be using the word crazy, right? I should take that out of my vocabulary this episode. Yes. All right, we're gonna take crazy <laughs> out of there. But I will, and you know, I'm gonna be a, that type of crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, don't want to sit down. This month, like I even on people that that interview serial killers and all, like you, nah, I don't know what to say to this nigga. I, I ain't certified. <laughs> that's all I could. I, that's definitely y'all got that one, man. Because I think because we have this this flaw that we think we can heal everyone. So, mm-hmm. as a therapist, like when you meet a client, you think like, oh yeah, I'm help you. So we never walk into a room intimidated because we want to make you feel better. Is is there any cases that aren't healable? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that there is a therapist for everybody. There's a psychiatrist, psychologist for everybody. So maybe somebody who has a severe diagnosis, they need a different type of professional than me. So that's for them. But no. some people only need my type of professional. So okay. there's somebody for everybody. You know, what, what made you get into this field? <laughs> I laugh every time somebody asks me that question because when I say it, it's going to be like, for real, like that's what you based it off of. But um, when I was 12, I saw the movie Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan in it. And her her mom is a therapist. But what interests me is that she could, like, go to the office, have a session, and then leave, do what she needs to do, buy groceries, whatever, and come back and have another session and, you know, have a decent life. And that was surprising to me because, you know, I was raised by my mom who worked 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. There's... She couldn't call off of her job just because, or she couldn't leave and go. She worked more of a typical job. And so it exposed me to something different. And then I started looking up, like, what do therapists do? And then I started reading what they do and, you know, how they help people. And that's what drew my interest. Like, that's me. That's who I am. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so I have I had this dream since I was, like, 12. Living your dreams. That's dope. Right. Like every day. So you knew since you was 12, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a therapist. Yeah. And every day I sit in my office and, you know, I watch a client progress. It like fulfills that feeling like, dang, I really am living my dream. You born and raised here in Harrisburg? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Born and raised. Harrisburg High graduate? No. SciTech. SciTech? Yep. Same difference, right? No. No? No. No? (laughs) I'm the... I'm the before era of SciTech. So SciTech. When it was totally, totally separate. Exactly. Okay. SciTech, y'all know now, is part of the school district. You know, they 
follow some of the same regulations. When I went to SciTech, it was a private school. They were privately funded, privately owned. Matter of fact, Lisa Waller. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Lisa Waller. I went to church with Lisa and her family since I was born. So Lisa was like an aunt to me. Matter of fact, I called her Aunt Lisa. So I was that SciTech. Okay. This side tech, not saying there's like something bad about this side tech, but that's one the one that's this side tech a little rough. Huh? <laughs> get your get it's, your get your laptop taken. <laughs> <laughs> no, just saying like they're part of the actual school district now. So when they graduate, you know, it does say yeah, and they let some of them actual school district kids in there. See, the back in yeah. your time, you had to um pass- you could go to any school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's for, I don't know. I don't know. Don't get me get to talking my shit, yo. I was going to ask you. So the classes there, how, how did that prepare you? Definitely, at SciTech. definitely taught me how to write a paper and do some research. And I feel like that got me where I am because getting a master's degree in psychology, you're, you're writing mostly all the time. You're doing research all the time. And that's what you want to get your master's in psychology? I already have my master's. Oh, you already have your... Hold up, hold up. You already got your... Hold up. Oh, she already got her master's in psychology. Yeah. What, what, what college you went to? I went to Grand Canyon University. Say that one more time. Grand Canyon University. Okay. Now. Colorado. It's in Colorado, yep. But I went online. Online? No doubt. No, not Colorado. Kansas. Kansas? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, don't listen to me. I'm sorry, Arizona, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. I'm saying all other states. Because <laughs> you said it's Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon University. Okay, okay. That's why I thought. But the, where the Grand Canyon at? In Phoenix. In Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. What I say, Colorado. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> hey, see, that's at Harrisburg High, yo. But um, I went online, which was actually turned out to be beneficial because I graduated in 2020, and we all know what happened in 2020. It's COVID and schools closed, but I still went to school because it was online. Oh, that what, what year you graduated uh, high school? 2011. 2011? Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. And here we are, 2022. Yeah. You got your master's. Yep. I've my master's for two years. Well, I will in November. So now, then you, you're working. To, oh, you said I have it in November. So. You I, said you, you will have, you already have. Hold on, go ahead. I already have my master's. I will have it for two years. In November, like it's the anniversary. So we're working to get licensed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so that's you, when the state says you got like, the degree you need. Now you just got to do the state joint and exactly. all. Okay, okay. Which, if you're looking to go into the counseling field, please be advised that you have to get three thousand hours before your license. Yes. 3, hold on, hours. hold on, hold on. So that's three thousand hours of you sitting down and with clients, like sessions. So now, they don't all have to be. Direct hours. They can be indirect as well. Okay, so you got to... So, you already got to be working. Yeah. And you can't start those hours until after you get your master's degree. Hold up. I'm confused. I'm confused. (laughs) Break this down. Break this down. So, you graduate. So, you graduate with your master's in... I mean, you can get it in a number of things. Counseling, social work, psychology, you name it. Whatever fits the... Um, description and then you have to get 3,000 supervised hours before you can apply for Pennsylvania to say you're allowed to work on your own like you can own your own oh practice. so you can go you can graduate and go work under somebody 
Yeah, you graduate and work under somebody. Because that's how you got to get your 3000 Right, and then you don't have to work under anybody. Body. You can be then independent. You just, oh, so we're going to be independent. Absolutely. Yeah. Told y'all this is the number seven podcast for entrepreneurship on the indie charts, man. We get them entrepreneurs up here in all different avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you going to open up a doctor's office here? Yeah, of course. I'm definitely always going to start in Harrisburg, you know, born and raised. This is where I'm from. Um, but my dream, it will be a medical facility and there will be several locations. Yo. Shout out to Miss V down in North Carolina. She was on here. Uh, I can't remember the episode number, but the title, I believe, was Stuck on You with Miss V. Mm-hmm. She got her RN. Okay. And then um, I think got the LP or whatever, but mm-hmm. she opened up her own doctor facilities and all that. Okay. Chains of them. A couple wow. of them. I ain't going to say chains, but right. she, she had a few of them, though. I think I, I want to say she had like four locations. That's great. She, she told a story how she lost. Made what she say she made ten or four million in in a year and lost it and had to go get it back. Absolutely. I mean, counseling. I definitely didn't know that counseling would be this. I'll say fluid because I can understand as a counselor how you can lose four million dollars and then have to go get it all back. She said she had to cut that nigga loose. But we're going to get on to that because we're going to talk this mental health and dating right. on the second half. Right, that's but we're here for. we got to shout out another thing. Sis is new to the podcast family. The Wellness Center with one S, right? Yep, because there's only one me. There's only one her. Yo, so what got you into doing the podcast? Well, I've always... Time out. I'm sorry. Okay. Not to cut you off. Yeah. My fault. But the Wellness Center mm-hmm. with one S can be found on Anchor, Spotify. Apple Music. App, I'm sorry. Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. So check it oh, out. and nobody else knows this yet, but in iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. That's a big move right there, yo. That's a big move. That's a nice platform to have your podcast on. So... Please, listeners, y'all already know how it is. It's gang, gang. I'm telling y'all this is podcast gang. So y'all got to go give her a listen. You know what I mean? Hit her up. Let her know how y'all like about it. You know what I mean? Give her your input how y'all give me. Y'all know how it is in the podcast world. But we got to support sis. She's gang, gang. So, okay, back to how you got started. So, on my TikTok, I started back in October because... You had a dance? Or you was just dropping messages? Dropping messages. But, you know, I was going through some things in my own personal life. I mean, and that's one thing that I vow to as a therapist. I'm always transparent. Like, you need to know that I'm a human and I go through things, too, because how can we relate? But anyways, back to how it got me. So I was like, what better than to share me learning how to fix myself with everybody my first patient, mate. Right. I have to be my first patient. So that's what I did. And, you know, it made me read self-help books. It made me dive deeper into um, research about mental illnesses and coping skills and things of that nature. So that's what actually got me started. And then I took a pause for 
a month or two. And I was like, you know, I started to see that people were still liking and sharing stuff from October in like February. And I'm like, you know what? If it can continue to help somebody for six months, I'm going to keep doing this because in four years, it'll probably help somebody else. And as long as I can help one person every day, like. That's all it takes. Yeah. yeah. I fulfilled my dream. No doubt. It's so good. that's really what inspires me is to reach at least one person that is experiencing whatever every day. No doubt. No doubt. The podcast. The therapist about to be about to be the doctor. Yeah, I'll work on that one day. <laughs> but right now I'm just working to be licensed. We're going, we going, you know, we're going to speak that into, uh, what's that word they say? Fruition? Tuition? What they say? Speak it into? Existence? Like with manifestation? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, all that good affirmation and all that good <laughs> yeah. uh, equal opportunity and all that good <laughs> shit, man. But, so we got the podcaster. Now the podcaster, right? We told y'all. Mental Health Awareness Week. Last episode, we had Miss Asia on here, and she's throwing the Mental Health Awareness event. Mm -hmm. That is this Saturday, May 21st. Address is 1003 North Third Street, Street, across from the Keystone Building. That's what we kept saying on the episode. (laughs) So you're going to be speaking virtually. I am. No I doubt, am. no doubt. What you dropping on them? Or, or that's a, that you can't you can't drop that yet? No, not that. I let it come to me. Oh, you going freestyle? I let it come to me because, no doubt. you know, that's how I actually get the content for my podcast. So. Just freestyle? The spirit is going to speak something to me that somebody needs that day. And I'm going to be. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's that's actually, that's dope. You You do a lot of speaking? Or are you just starting to? More recently, like I did an event at Kingdom Life Assembly. If anybody doesn't know, that's um, a church on 19th Street. And that was actually rewarding for me because I actually got married there 11 years ago. Oh, no doubt. Oh, you've been married 11 years, girl? <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I tell people that, they're like, how old are you? Yeah. I'm trying to do the math. I'm like 2011. You got straight out of high school. Up, like lock, I, lock that nigga down. I literally graduated like three weeks out of after graduation. I mean, got married three weeks after graduation. Damn. Yeah. You a veteran in the game. Yeah. So you got to, you, you can, you, you do the marriage and all that mm-hmm. people that come through. Yeah. And I think that was only so that I could do this. Like, you know, I had to go through all of that. I had to go through being married for an extended amount of time and, you know, go through life to be able to be where I am giving therapy. Like, how could how could I, and not to say, like, not, not to bash any therapist, but if I'm sitting on a couch and I'm telling you something that I'm going through, I want to know that you at least understand. Right, right. If you never lived in a place that I live like if you never grew up in the hood and had to fight being able to being able to relate and that's what we was talking about last week too I'm sorry that wasn't last week that was just the other day (laughs) but um having doctors and more people you know people like us in these fields because because this is starting to be like a trending the Mm -hmm. mental health thing is really trending absolutely and 
So would you would would you say um, the intake is going up? Absolutely. Like, I think COVID was the best worst thing that could happen to therapists because everybody. Well, everybody, yes. But speaking from a therapist standpoint, because before COVID, like we took mental health, I'll say semi serious. Like it was some awareness out there, so not a lot of people went to sessions regularly. And then COVID happened. You trapped in the house for two years by yourself. Mm-hmm. Some people with yourself talking to yourself. And yeah. motherfucker, that's how I started. Motherfucker probably got to sitting in that house talking to themselves out loud. Said, "Oh and, shit!" And not even that, losing family members, being laid off, going through like all the impact that COVID had. Matter of fact, tying it back, that was my first. Event I spoke on how the pandemic has affected mental health. And I just want, and this is to let everybody know that you are not alone. 40% of the general population suffers from anxiety. 40%. That's almost half. Half of everybody. Right. So you're not alone. Everybody out here on edge. Yeah. After COVID. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, after COVID. That was the research I did. And then I think it was 68 percent of that 40 also has depression so if you have anxiety and depression you are not alone but that was that's how that was my first event and then I did do another event on um self-care for grandparents because also in the last two years it has increased how many grandchildren actually live with their grandparents we're doing the reverse generational thing they're living with their grandparents for them to support them, not their grandparents moving in with them because they've grown old, because their parents have just suffered one of the hardest financial crises. Mm. Got a lot going on. You digging into a lot of different bags. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's, that's a, a lot of different bags. Let me ask you this, though. Right? So, is the switch ever turned off for you as far as People coming in, as a, you know, because I know after work, we ain't mm-hmm. talking about work. Of course, that's, I don't know, y'all might get them phone calls. You be getting phone calls? Mm-hmm. Phones turned off after? So, depends on the therapist. Some therapists are not okay giving their direct, their direct number. number. Mm-hmm. And hey. some therapists, if they're small, they are, or they use like a, like a backup number. But, um, so we always get calls. It's do you answer, and that's where you set the boundary because I can't control that I get calls. Family, everybody be wanting a little little session real quick. But I can control if I respond to them, and that's not to say that my clients aren't important to me. It's called boundaries. Yep, yep, yep. Because you got to get you, you got to have your time. And how can I preach to you, like, set boundaries, set boundaries, if I'm not setting boundaries? So how does... We gonna say doctor because uh-huh. it's coming. We speaking into whatever that word I would say. How how do you um how do you exercise and and, and, and ease your mind? Um, a lot of ways. So I just got into journaling. I wasn't ever like I didn't journal a lot before, and I even say that on my podcast. Like, how can you, as a therapist who tells me to journal, not journal? But um, I don't require my clients to journal every week. I call it emotionally journaling. So when you have emotions, you journal. Because 
okay, you're not a person who likes to document every day of the week, but documenting them emotions gets them out. But anyways, though, that's what I do. Journal. Read. I never thought I would say that. Like, I used to hate reading because I was in school, like, my whole life. But I actually will read psychology articles on my free time. And um, so journaling, reading, and my family, you know, like, I spend time with my son, decompress with him, do things he likes to do, make sure he has experiences, decompress with my husband, have experiences with him, you know, take trips. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt. You know, I just like to have other people hear, you know what I mean, the ideas that they can do, you know what I mean? Because, you know, some people really only know exercise Mm -hmm. and drinking and partying, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So They think work, and, you know, working on yourself is going to the gym, but some people think that, you know, if they just do that, then they'll be okay. And that might not even do it. That might might help you with the anxiety and all that, but that might not really... Open your mind up as the reading and the writing and all that. And it's not something you're accessible to all the time. What happens if you're on vacation and you run into a trigger for one of your emotions and the resort you're at doesn't have a gym? I mean, yeah, you could do some push-ups, but you're used to running five miles every day in order to be seen. Where are you running? Let me ask you this, right? And I got to make sure I remember this question I wanted to ask you. But so like, how does it? Cause like, I got this big fear mm-hmm. of of like water, and yeah. and like, I'm scared of water. I can't swim, but I'm like scared of big bodies of water. Okay. So I'm scared to go on a cruise because I'm scared I might get on this ship and have an anxiety attack. Like, okay. But I never had an anxiety attack. Okay. How that work? Okay. So, I mean, we all have. Some of us don't like things or whatever. Um, But anxiety can play tricks on you. Your mind can play tricks on you. You could have had one and not even know? No, not even like that. So first of all, we can only access 10% of our brain. That's how powerful our brain is. So if your brain is that powerful that you only use 10% of it on a daily basis, your brain is powerful enough to convince you of something. So it I didn't already exist. told myself I'm going to have an anxiety exactly. attack when I get on that boat. Exactly. Even though I don't even know how to have one, maybe. Even if you don't even know. Do the breathing into the, they still do the breathing into the bag? Or what's uh, that, asthma? For, no, that's for hyperventilation. Um, I don't think so. Like, I never recommended that to somebody. <laughs> if that, I mean, if that definitely works. Yeah, I'm an 80s baby, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I need, you could tell I need a session, so you know, I mean, don't I mind me. I see how yeah. it could work, like if it's making noise to distract you, if it's making you focus on your breathing. I just like, see me on the cruise ship all day, just <laughs> somewhere out of it. Yeah. Has, I don't know. So you don't, don't, don't get on the cruise ship then, that's what you advising? No. I should probably stay away from that? No, I was about to, you know, do my therapist thing and ask you a follow-up question. But I was going to say... um, has anybody in your life ever had a traumatic event in regards to water? Or you yourself? Anybody in my Yeah, I almost drowned a couple times. Okay, then. Yeah. So that also makes sense why you're afraid of large bodies of water and why you think if you get on a boat, you're going to have a panic attack because you've had episodes where you've 
almost drowned. The ocean almost took me in. Yeah, so you have a negative association with the ocean, and that's not like diagnosing you or anything, but that's what it could possibly be. I can get a check? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to say no, like I approve people. Yeah, you ain't. Hold on, we ain't finished the conversation. (laughs) I can convince you. I'm like, get a check. I don't approve people to get checked. I just you don't? Say, no. Oh. No. I mean, I can, I don't even say I can do something, but sometimes a mental health illness can be considered a disability. It's up to whoever does disability, the government, you know, the state or the whichever, yeah, if, you, you, if you qualify. You write something fancy enough on that tablet. You <laughs> <laughs> But it's still up to them, right? Like, they have rules of what qualifies and what doesn't. No doubt. No doubt. I I didn't forget the question. Okay. You were talking about um, reading some, some, some self-care books. What, mm-hmm. what were some what some books you recommend out there? Um, I'm going to have to go back. Or just some at, of your favorite, you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to look in my library of what I did read. But um, I read a book about self-love. Like, that literally was the title, like, Self-Love. And it was by another licensed um, professional counselor. And it had worksheets on each page. And it went through, like, different, not even coping skills, but different, like, psychological concepts to why you may have low self-esteem. One book that I was interested in and I didn't get to finish, and I'm going to have to pick that back up, is like How to Become a a Millionaire Woman or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a book written by by a a woman who became a millionaire by herself. Like just off of, and I'm not talking about like Oprah or something. I'm talking about like a regular everyday person. Hustling. Found, found, found a hustle in. Yeah, and how to become a millionaire. And she said one of the key factors, or no, how to make six figures in a year as a woman. And that's a million, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how to make six figures in a year as a woman. That's what the book is called. And she talks about in the book that if you want to be a millionaire, you can't just hang around anybody. You have to hang around people that already make $750,000 a year. Translation, get away from them broke niggas. You have to convince yourself that you already make six figures a year. Because if you convince yourself you only make 50000 you're only going to do 50000 worth of work. Sounds like translation fake it till you make it. (laughs) So that's a psychological concept. And that's why I like that book. Because if I tell myself that I'm going to make, you know, $100,000 a year, then I'm going to do everything in my power to get to that number. It might not be this year. See, that's what people get confused when they make a goal. They're like, well, it didn't happen this year. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yo. I just got to keep telling myself that until it happens. This is crazy. Shout out to MC Hammer. I don't know how the fuck MC Hammer came into conversation twice (laughs) in like three days for me. Wow. But talking about faking it till you make it. Mm-hmm. They said MC Hammer faked it till he made it. They said before he was even MC Hammer, mm-hmm. the nigga was popping up in the club with bodyguards mm-hmm. and I guess he hired sh- mm-hmm. little entourages and shit. Like. And that's the one thing about, I don't want to 
say drama as a negative aspect, but when I say drama, I'm including like gossip, like people talking, is that once one person believes it and starts spreading it, other people believe it. And so he obviously knew that. So he showed up to the club like he was somebody. Then somebody was probably like, yo, did you see that guy at the club? Blah, blah, blah. And to this person, you know, and then. That's MC Hammer. Oh, that, yeah, shit. That's MC Hammer. Next thing you know, nigga was too legit to right, quit. Exactly. Then exactly. the nigga was. <laughs> right, right, right. I think that. I think he did the wrong fake it till you make it, right? Like, once you make it, you supposed that, to that, then... Stop, stop it. You faked it too hard while you had it. He's supposed to, like, maintain that, you know? Now, you, you don't nah, but he kept it. it. What's crazy? He kept yeah. the same... Like they said, that's how he went broke. He kept an entourage and all that shit mm-hmm. around him. But know. no, he probably... Okay, so... Uh-oh, break pull, it down. Break yeah. down MC Hammer, Doc. Let's go. <laughs> you pulling it all out of me, right? Um... That speaks to his level or what he defines as being satisfied because, and I tell most of my clients this, when we are working towards a goal, we need to define exactly what that goal looks like when you're done. Because if not, we'll always be chasing this thing that we don't know exists. So if his goal was, I want to be successful, he never said to himself, I want to be successful, and that means that I'm going to make $7 million a year and have blah, blah, blah. He just said, I'm going to be successful. So then when he got to $7 million a year, and I'm just making these numbers up, he said, I'm not successful enough. I didn't make it, so now I have to keep faking it. So now I need a bigger entourage because I still don't feel satisfied. Now I need a more flashier clothes because I still don't feel satisfied. You never got to satisfy. Now you start spending money you don't even have. Mm. See, MC Hammer, if you listen to this, sis could have saved you if you started your career. <laughs> 25 years later. If you'd have sat on her couch, you'd have been. <laughs> Yo, so let me ask you this, and then we're going to take a quick break, right? And this was on one of the topics. I, I'm getting good. I ain't even forget the topics. <laughs> I want to ask you about music and mental health. I think music is the perfect expression of mental health. Music is the perfect expression of mental health. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, but is all music good music? If for like, you know what I mean? Because um, I heard somebody was saying, and I might have to look up, I think I might have a question from somebody too. But I heard somebody was saying, um, something about they don't like listening to music. It might have been Asia, shit. But they don't, they don't, I think she was saying she don't like listening to music because, like, sometimes music might put her in a bad mood or a bad space. Mm. So I've heard that from clients before. They would say, I can't listen to blank because it makes me feel blank. So, and that usually would happen um, when I was a substance use counselor. So that's, you know, counseling people that have addictions um, to whichever drug of choice. And they would say, like, I can't listen to this genre or this song because it's going to make me want to relax. It's going to remind me of those times. And this goes out to a shout out to the book I'm actually reading, which is Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joel Dispenza. I can't say his last name, but... um. 
back to what I was saying. Our brain, like our actual brain, the muscle, is only made up of the past. Your brain can't be made up of something that didn't happen yet. It's that didn't already exist. So it's made up of physical memory, like touch, sound, taste, smell, emotions, all those things. So if a certain song makes her cry, it could be that it was playing during that time that something traumatic happened. It could be that the lyrics remind her of a trauma, like, you know what I'm saying, like the actual what they're saying, not the, like the song wasn't present during the trauma. And, you know, like there's, and that's why I love psychology too, and that's what like made the passion grow, is that like everything has an explanation, everything. There is never a question that can't be answered. And so, what was I saying about the, uh, the brain? Okay, so like the lyrics, so it could be that, the words that are being said remind her of a trauma, but there's actual specialties out there of therapists who specialize in that type of thing and will use music to trigger those emotions to help process the trauma. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, but that's why I also I say that music is an expression, a perfect expression of mental health because it's mostly emotions in a song. Like, people don't write songs just because, right? Or if they do, they usually don't gain popularity. So, like, a song that you like has a story to it somehow, some way. It makes you feel some type of thing. Take you somewhere. Yeah, and the person that wrote it, wrote it because it makes them feel some type of way. So it's the perfect expression of music. And music is also universal. If you are deaf... You can like music, you know, like they can feel the beats. If you're, I said that right. You know, like if you're blind, you can still listen to music. Music speaks to everybody. I don't know if you're blind, you can still listen to it. You got to break down how you listen to music if you're deaf. So they listen to the vibrations. Everything is a vibration. Every tone, every note, every sound in the world has a different vibration than another sound. So they could be like, play Billie Jean, and they gonna like, you can't put on something that ain't Billie Jean. They gonna be like, turn that shit off and like put Billie Jean. I mean, some people have that gift. They do. Uh-huh. You know, we're all more good at something than somebody else. So I think that somebody could, yes, if they had that well, gift and was able to like study. You know, I'm a little high right now, so you kind of, when you said deaf people listen to music, you know, my mind went, how? Right, like, what do they hear? Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't hear anything. I don't know. I'm not inside. <laughs> I'm not so inside I, their body. I don't know. I ain't deaf. <laughs> I'm not inside their body. I don't know their experience. But, you know, that's what listening to music means to them. And I think that has a great meaning, too, that. Everything means something different to somebody, but it doesn't mean that it's less than your meaning. So listening to music to them may be feeling the vibration. Listening to music to you may be hearing the harmony, but that doesn't mean that either one of your experiences is better than the other experience. Or that's what that also means, though, that, that they probably can differentiate, or you say the vibrations, and if you can feel all that. No doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. 
right, Doc. Well, listen, y'all. Y'all know how it is. We're gonna take a quick break before we get take a quick break, though. Don't forget, don't forget, listeners. Don't forget to follow whatever you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Google <laughs> Cast, Rocket Cast, all that shit. Follow. Don't forget to follow. Share on social media episodes you like. Don't forget. You can comment. Leave us voice messages on Anchor. You can leave reviews on uh, Spotify. You can leave the reviews on it, whatever you're listening to. And don't forget, like I told y'all, listeners, get that good pod app. Search Close Your Ears on there, too. You know what I mean? Get my followings up over there. That's the magazine that let us know. We number seven this week, Andy. Coming for that number one. But also, too, while you're on Spotify, and you get done listening to that Close Your Ears, don't forget the Wellness Center with one S. Spotify, Apple. Where you at, sis? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, and iHeartRadio. So don't forget, don't forget, and share, like, all that good shit. And on Anchor, don't forget, you can support both of us, yeah. you know what I mean? Get that that subscription for $9.99, $4.99, or $0.99, cent, whatever you got, beloved. <laughs> but help some niggas out. Y'all see we out here trying to work. But this is Close Your Ears. We be right back. No matter who you are, where you live, or your life situation may be in, relationships of all kinds have influenced your life. Both positive and negative relationships have an impact on our physical and mental health and our overall well-being. The book from author Dr. Lamar Spencer, The Depth and Diversity Within Relationships, available on Amazon and the author's website, drlamarspencer.com, offers true accounts of love, loss, joy, and stress. These collections aim to encourage, inspire, and share experiences that have helped others just like you navigate relationships. In this must-read book, read about recommendations concerning mindfulness and relationships, as well as recommended keys to building positive relationships and the importance of setting boundaries. You will learn to build more positive and lasting relationships through this book, The Depth and Diversity Within Relationships, from author Dr. Lamar Spencer. Order your copy right now on Amazon and drlamarspencer.com. Yo, and we back, we back, close your ears, y'all know what it is, episode 73, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, we got Miss Mrs. Sasha Winters in the building, the therapist, the podcaster, the smoke, the speaker, you gotta put throw that on the resume yeah. too. And we can put on there the speaker. The speaker. Yeah, if you look, if you click on my link tree, there is, um access to talk to me about speaking events. drop the link tree what's the link tree well winter's wellness winter's wellness mm-hmm. all right check it out y'all here y'all where to go get that mental health uh listen you listening to this podcast it's probably a 95 percent on some more shit 99.9 <laughs> you probably need to go Talk to a therapist. Y'all hear the link. Y'all hear the shit. Y'all listen to you listening to my crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't use the word. Can I use crazy in reference to myself as the patient? Absolutely, because it's your word. You listening to my crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so we gonna get into sis. Listen, yeah. Listen, it's just hit me up. Yeah, I mean, no too many of these motherfuckers ready to be surprised. No too many of these motherfuckers hit me up talking right. about they want to come talk on. So sis said she want to talk about 
Y'all know everything y'all love to talk about. This relationship mm-hmm. shit. She was she gonna dig into this mental health and relationship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is a great segue. On my way in, I was uh listening to that song FBF. FBF. Or FNF, I'm sorry. FNF. F. Sing it. I don't, I'm old. I don't. I'm not about to sing it as a therapist on this podcast. Oh, is it the one song where? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where, where, where she's she, talking about being what? single for the summer? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember that okay. one. Well, if you're a female and you're listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about, because obviously. <laughs> but I was like, dang, look at me in this car, married AF. Singing about, the fuck out that shit. <laughs> you, about, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> did, he, did he piss you off? No, he didn't. No, just like the song? Not. Yeah, just like the song. <laughs> but, you know, that's a great segue because social media, music, movies will paint this picture. Not saying being single is nothing's broken about being single. You know, love on yourself. BFNF. You know, like do that. FNF. Yeah. What do that stand for? Fuck nigga free. Oh, my bad. Oh, <laughs> see? My bad, my bad. Because right. right. of my old head. Because you know what I mean? I don't, yo, the rappers, they name me FNS Young. Yeah, this is true. GYT, Gucci Belt <laughs> shit. No, man. They throw all these letters and shit, man. I'll be, I mean, be a little that's slow. True. My that's bad. True. But, um, you know, it paints this. No, I won't say paints this picture. People who are single, I'll say it this way. People who are single and loving their single life are giving it to you. They're showing it to you. And, you know, it's exposing people who are married together, whatever, like, wow, they're having fun. I can only have fun like them if I'm married. No, free. Free. If I'm free. I'm sorry. So, you know, but that's with anything, right? Like, it's like keeping up with the Jones. Like, if you see somebody else have it and you want it, you're going to do what you need to do to get it. So... That's why I said it was a great segue into dating because dating now in 2022 is influenced by so much. I agree. It wasn't before. And so that ties into mental health because on so many levels. Um, But I'm going to just start with these questions. If you were dating, it's 1995 and you see a girl that you like how does it go what's your first step it's 1995 i'm in fifth grade no i'm saying imagine oh i'm an adult at 1995 see talk to him a little slow you're an adult in 1995 you see a girl you like what's the first thing you do you gotta you gotta approach her back then right you know what i mean and then when you slide her your beeper number and shit. Right. You give her your, your phone number. If you were My beeper number, page me. Right. Page you. But yeah. I'm saying maybe you had a cell phone if you know you had uh, money. Oh no, nah, I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke now, so if we go back to nineteen ninety five. Yeah, I was broke. <laughs> But in 1995, like, cell phones weren't, like, a huge thing. You know what I mean? Like, they... Yeah, the beeper pays me. Yeah, you could yeah, pay. You get your beeper. Yeah, listen, niggas used to get their... The, you get to get caught up on the pager back then. But 1995, they 
had those cell phones you pull the antenna out of. And oh, the big joints, yeah, the well, big body joints. Actually, been the eighties. Listen, no, like, that was the ninety five. Uh, yeah, about ninety five. Right. That's when they those big phones. So that's what I'm saying. So you would have to approach her. You would give her your home phone number usually, um, and then you would have to put in effort, right? You would have to call her. But if you call her, she might not answer. Why? Because she's not home. You know, she's asleep, or you know, somebody else is on the phone because you don't have call waiting. Shit, you better ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying so. Basically, I'm saying I hated like, a motherfucker ain't had call waiting. Yo, <laughs> I'm saying like you had to put in some effort, some time in order to actually get in contact with this person, build a friendship with them, build a relationship. Now you click add as a friend. On Facebook, and you can read everything about this person from what day they were born to what was the last job they had. I think that's a good thing, though. It can you be. You kind of see that, that that social media shit that we hate, it, it gives you a good preview it of a motherfucker. Be. Right. So now, there's good and bad sides to everything. Yeah, it yeah. gives you a preview. Like, if you click on it, you're like, wow, he, he is doing some... Stuff I don't like, or then that does give you a preview. So it's not like four months into the relationship and you finding out, you know, he likes to eat hot dogs raw. Nigga eat glizzies. That's what my nephew's no glizzies. I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about? I'm just saying, so like you can find out something sooner. Yeah. Yes, that's good. But it also how the brain works in in order, like when it was built, when it was created, our brain was, our whole body, our whole system was created for survival, right? So in order to survive faster than somebody else, your brain has to learn how to do something a more efficient way than before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to, yeah, that's just basically how survival works, right? So once our brain learns a quicker pathway to an answer, it will always take that quicker pathway than the longer one. This makes sense. So now it's called instant gratification. If somebody, if you, if somebody gives you their name and you can't look them up on Facebook, what's your first thought? Or Instagram, or Snapchat, or TikTok. They don't fuck with social media like that. I don't know. What's my first thought? Yeah, but tell like, me. I'm saying that's usually people's oh. first thought. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't do the social media thing. So you either go one or two ways. What are they hiding, or you know, I'm trying to think of that. Like they're a very private person. Some people might. I might. I just take it. They don't really fuck with it. I, I ain't gonna think they got nothing. All right. But some people will. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, instant gratification. You're going to be like, what do you mean you don't have a Facebook? That's going to be your first response. What do you mean you don't have an Instagram? Because usually people have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Hold on. Niggas. Pay attention. Right. We're going to drop a jewel real quick. Right. So it's just instant gratification. If she don't have a social media, don't think she's weird. (laughs) Just be grateful it ain't niggas sending her dick pics. You know what I mean? I mean? That's not it's true. Just, how if she don't got no um social she media? Be, she just because she's not doing it the quicker way doesn't mean she's not doing it the long way. She could be meeting people out, and I'm not even going to give away secrets. Oh, where where they be meeting at? 
I'm just saying. Just, you know, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you probably get busted. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't only have to meet people on social media, right? So, like, okay, so it evolved. Even yeah, then. but it got to be a little bit more effort to get the dick pic. So, that's something to be grateful for, right? No? I, sure. Yeah. Sure. In a twisted world, right? I, guess, I mean, but, think about it. But I'm saying even progression, like in the mid 2010s, like 2012, 2013, you still met people first before you were friends with them on social media. Now you're friends with people on social media you never even met before. Right? Like when Facebook first was created, Mark Zuckerberg created it for college students to network, but you had to meet them first. And be at school and yeah, yeah, and say like, yeah, this is my Facebook Oh, yeah, I'll add you because you gave me your Facebook information. Now you can click on somebody's say, profile, it, click on somebody else's. Motherfucker be stalking you on the people you know section and shit. Like, what? Yeah, that, and then that too. Like, it's not even you looking for somebody. Facebook, it, and now it's evolved even more in the 2020s, is that, you know, Facebook and Instagram and even TikTok are suggesting for you to follow people. Matter of fact, TikTok has a whole section of videos called the For You page of people you don't follow, but you can watch their stories. You can watch their videos. And it's going to be more likely for you to click them, you know, and add them. So that's what I'm saying, even the progression with that. So back to instant gratification. So it's so easy to obtain interest in someone, a conversation, an interaction than it was before. So now there's also more access to other individuals. So in the 20s, and I'm not saying that social media is the cause of it. I'm saying that of dating issues. I'm saying that sometimes you have to detach your dating from social media. Meaning everything just ain't for social media. Right. In a nutshell. Yeah, sometimes you have to detach your dating from social media. You know what would be crazy to me? You see more people in in the quickest flings, six months relationships, right. posting a relationship. Right. You don't see married people doing that too often. Like, you, think about it. I mean, right? Don't aren't you on there? So you see a whole. You know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to think of all the married people that I follow on Facebook and how many times they don't they don't do it often. They do it on vacation, yeah. special day shit. Right. You know, you will see a whole motherfucker relationship from the trip to the store with the blunts you and right. shit everywhere. It is. Oh, my God. The next thing you know, poof, nigga disappear. Where that, where that nigga go? Right. So that's what I'm saying. There's more access to people. So then that ties into mental health as well. Like we have so many examples, so many representations of what somebody else's relationship looks like. So... What's uh, what's some things that you do see on social media mm. that just blatantly dis 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 just it just dis blatantly displays I mean, mental, mental health and you know this is a toxic ass relationship. They mental health is fucked up over there. I'm not gonna say you can tell somebody's mental health is. You can't tell. Come I'm on, not, I can I'm, tell. I can listen. I'm, I'm a profiling motherfucker. <laughs> 
not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be a quote from me that you can diagnose people with social media, but I'm saying that. You don't think you, you can? can? I mean, certain. I mean, because granted, somebody could be fronting yes, and all that, but exactly. you know, some of these people, this is not, exactly. this is who they fuck they I is. I think that's the part that, that affects dating too. Like, you see so many faking it relationships, or I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to say that because I don't know. I think the relationship's been faking it forever, though. No, I don't know if people's relationships are fake or not. So I'm not even going to say that. But it people may display a picture-perfect picture. But the truth is you only see them in a snapshot. You're only seeing a picture of them. You're only seeing a 10-second video. And all of a sudden, you're making up all these conceptions. How many friends you got on social media? Um... I don't know how many friends I have on Facebook. Actually, I don't know how many friends I have on any of them. Um, I think I'll be seeing some crazy shit, Doc. Like you be, to y'all be yo. I get that. <laughs> you know, I shh, this I mean, motherfucker. Because again, again, how we say they affront and portray. This is what right. they doing nowadays without even no hesitation. Yeah, they, we fronting, right? And we fighting behind closed door. But now, but they're, they're also now they're the also, and then they get on and let you know they was because it's straight yes. to the fuck FN. F, what yeah, is it? Right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So that's my other point is that like you'll have other she's people. screaming that song you like FNF, <laughs> and, and then here that she's singing that shit like a motherfucker today. Then cussed him out on phone. Then cussed him out, aired him out. But what if that's just her song? For example, no. But then it'd be three weeks later they back together. So listen, that's my point. They crazy. That's, but that's my point. That's your perspective because you're only seeing it in a snapshot. Just because you see her singing FNF loud out of her car or um, she in the club with her No, friends. but I'm talking about her that I watched the whole relationship on the joint. So I watched her kick him out and sing the song and then help him bring his shit back in. How do we know that that's true? Cause they shot. Yo, I'm gonna start tagging you and shit. Yo, I mean, I get what you're getting. Like, if somebody shows us something, we're gonna be like, yes, yeah, I'll be in the mix, cause right. I'm, I'm entertained. But, I'm just, but so what I'm doing is what I do with my clients. I'm just continuously challenging your thought to have a different perspective than your own. Like you're thinking that if you see somebody fight. And then get back together and then fight, get back together. They're crazy or whatever mm-hmm. we want to label, you know, like if you're using your language. And they're, this comes from somebody that right, fights. Just, <laughs> oh yeah. But I'm saying you're saying like, oh, my gosh, look at their unstable relationship. That could never be me. Whatever. You know, like that's your perspective. But so my, I don't want my, nobody just think I'm judging, though. No, yeah. We crazy. Huh? <laughs> my perspective is. You don't know what's going on. True, they true. might be fighting them back together on social media, but behind closed doors, a whole different situation is happening. And so that's why I'm saying that, you know, these all tie together, mental health, dating, social media, because sometimes social media can influence our insecurities, right? They can inf- influence... Um, what I want to say, like being ungrateful, like not being grateful for what you have. Like, I don't want this. Girl. And like you said, it can influence what we think should right. be in a relationship for and you by watching be. what you. Right. You know, and so 
And that's a mental illness, right? No, I'm not saying that's a mental I'm saying that can affect dating. So that's (laughs) that's one way that mental health and dating tie together. And then another way that mental health and dating tie together is the fact that what I just said earlier in the other segment is that 40% of the general population has anxiety. That means that almost one out of two, one out of two relationships are having struggles because dealing one of the persons in that relationship around, dealing with that right one of the at least one of the people in the relationship has anxiety. So it's going to cause you know disruption. It can I'm not saying I'm not going to say it is going to cause. It can cause disruption in your relationship if you're not understanding of the other person's anxiety. Or if you're the person with anxiety that doesn't know coping skills. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So let's say that you're with somebody and they're anxious. I'm just going to use you as an example. They're anxious about large bodies of water. You're picking on me? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, let's not say that. But the other person loves to travel and has been on 30 cruises before they met you. And they want to go on a cruise. And if they don't go on a cruise, they don't feel like part of themselves is fulfilled. Okay. So now Sounds like a girl's trip. Problem solved. True. So that's what we would work on in counseling when it comes to mental health and dating. We would ask questions like, you know, how much does this really affect your relationship? Like, if you went on a cruise with somebody else, would you mind? No. Would your partner mind? No. Maybe that's an alternative. Oh, oh what we mean? Somebody, I said girls trip. Yeah, that's s- what I mean. Right, no. Girls, <laughs> we going to specify. <laughs> girls trip. <laughs> no, maybe send Joey Greco on in my fucking book. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like a girls, girl's trip. trip. Yeah, a girl's yeah, trip. Yeah, a girl's trip. Yeah, that'd be another session. Right. You know, yeah. a girl's trip. And, you know, she still feels fulfilled in that part that she thought was missing. And you also aren't forced to be in a very anxious situation. All right, question. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stick to that, right? Because I got, I got a couple people but that try to influence you, me. I yeah. would. So listen, here's the scenario. Yeah. I'm, all right, we stick, I'm, I'm petrified of the water. Right. So say I tell her this, this is, you know, mm-hmm. boom. You, she chooses to accept She still thing. wants to go on the cruise. Like, I want yeah. you. We just got married. That she went the dream honeymoon on a cruise. Very true. So that's why I said when it starts affecting you, you know, because a relationship is give and take, right? Okay. Now, I ain't giving shit on this. You're not. No, you're you're giving me the scenario like you're yeah. you're bent on that you're not going on a cruise, but no it, paper bag, no nothing. It matters so much to her that her life would be ruined. If she didn't go on a cruise for her honeymoon, right? So that's when we work on compromise. I never, so when people come to therapy, they want answers. They want me to say. Ah, I'm going to need an answer for right, this. I, Are you see me? They <laughs> want me to sit there and say, you don't need to go on that cruise. She can go by herself. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no, no. one of two things is going to happen. You're going to take my advice and it's going to go great. And then you'll always be dependent on me. To give you answers for life. Or you will take my advice and it'll go horrible. 
And then you'll never trust me again. And our therapeutic relationship is basically over. I mean, we can rebuild, but, you know, advice is not the best thing to do in therapy. So rarely ever do I give an answer unless it's somebody's health or well-being. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm mandated by law to make sure somebody doesn't, like, harm somebody. But isn't that health? Because, remember, I already had the anxiety attack in my mind. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, of course, I'm not going to make you go on a cruise. Well, first of all, I can't make you do anything. But I'm not going to make you go on a cruise and know that you have anxiety and you have a severe anxiety attack and that's harmful to yourself. I'm saying that I'm never going to give you an answer whether you should go on that cruise or not. But what I can do... You know how many sessions we have with me just trying to get this... <laughs> but what I will... Like, Doc, now, what is tomorrow? <laughs> but listen, but what I will do is help you figure out both alternatives. If you do not go on the cruise and it ends your relationship, how do we cope with that? That's, what we, that's one thing we work through. If you do go on this cruise... How do we learn to cope with the anxiety of the water? We'll work on both of those things. And then you make your own decision. Okay, so I think the easier thing to cope with would be her. Because I ain't budging on the water. And I would so feel that it would be I would feel shame love me. If she really if I expressed okay. to her And that's and that's your choice. But you know, like yeah. I definitely would recommend a number of sessions before deciding because I know I'm just waiting on you to tell me no I'm just saying because you know you <laughs> want to come to your your best and informed decision because you you know nothing is more detrimental than a decision so, we make and then okay we regret later. then what if they hit you with the okay doc put yourself in my shoes so I would say that I would really think about my two choices and I think that if my relationship was worth it to me, I would work out both alternatives. You know, I would work with my spouse to understand where I'm coming from to see if he would be willing to compromise. And then I would work with myself to be willing to go on the cruise, you know, and I compromise. Because there could be an option here, right? Like, I could work on myself so hard to not have anxiety but he truly sees that no matter how hard I work, I can't do it for some reason. Like, it's just not working for me. Take pro- take a little, uh, try to start small with a little paddle boat or something, huh? Right, or he might. I ain't even doing that. <laughs> listen, he might say, you know what? <laughs> miniature golf you know, with water, miniature golf. is. <laughs> well, listen, he might say, no, babe, you are worth much more to me than this cruise. So we don't have to go on a cruise. I see how hard you are working, and I understand how it still affects you. So it's it's not. So you know what the problem is in relationship, or or you know you could get so good at it that you don't have a panic attack on a cruise, and then you have the time of your life. But those are two positive outcomes. So I'm never going to tell you which to choose because I don't know the future. I don't know which way it'll pan out. But you could try both. Okay. I'm going to still have a rebuttal. Like I said, we're going to need sessions. <laughs> of course. I mean, if, if my client... But see, now, nah, but that is the, like, you, you pretty much laying it out. And you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Weigh your options. And the most important pick your, thing Pick about, your battle. Yeah, 
Yeah, that too. So both of you are picking your battle, right? Like one spouse is picking, is the battle worth losing them if I go on this cruise? Or is the battle worth giving up the cruise? Both both spouses are weighing the options. And, you know, dating and mental or, yeah, dating is about compromise. Yeah. Relationships are about compromise. Like, no relationship works going only one person's way. If you are in a relationship that only goes one person's way, that's probably some things that need to be worked out. Oh, gotcha. I'm, the, I'm coming straight to the crib. Like, listen, Sasha said, this is how we're going to do this. You <laughs> but can- no. You go, on, you go on the cruise, you nah. get a hard pass, nah. I get a hard pass. Nah. You, you, nah. You, you, you know. I did not say that. You ain't say Cli- that? No, clients love this. <laughs> Sasha <I> said. <laughs> the next session, they like, I did what you told me to do. I t- <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't tell you to do anything. <laughs> I just, you know what? But I'll be like, what did I tell you to do? I told you to, I, I did what you said. I went home and I told her, listen, if you love me enough, you're not going to mm. go on this cruise. And I'm like, no, Eric. No, that's not what I So I, I believe what we <laughs> explored is that <laughs> there are options and we don't know which option is going to come true. And you like, well, I just heard that, you know, if she. So that's why I don't give answers. No doubt. But that's how mental health and dating combine. Just to break it down to the simple facts again that. You're most likely in a relationship with somebody that has a mental illness. I won't even say illness. So what's some? I will say mental are going through mental health things because you don't. Because all of it ain't always that serious right. where, you know, how it's we not, stereotype it or right. they crazy. Like it's because so we all a, we all got it. It just yeah, ain't always. Everybody goes through it. life. Right. Right. And then they use this word in when you're diagnosing people. It's called pervasive. So what pervasive means is that it's been so impactful that you notice it. That like what affected, sticks out. It's affected several areas of your life. So oh, if okay, you okay. have anxiety so bad that it affects your social, you know, things you do socially, or it affects your health, like you're not eating, or you know what I mean, like so many things. It's affected you. It's pervasive. So it's either effect has severe impact or even a long amount of time. Like it's and each diagnosis has different lengths. You know, like one might have six months, one might have a year. If it's been going on for that long, then it's probably a diagnosis. But if you went through, you had a, a rough two months, it just might be something that you're going through. So what's some things to look like your your red flags? Everybody, you know, that have been trending lately, red flags. So, and, and dating, what's some red flags to look out for? Some. I'm just going to leave it at this. In my last episode, I made a statement. If something is causing you so much distress that it changes your character, that's a red flag. So if this person that you're started talking to blows up your phone 150 times a day and it distresses you so much that you're this calm, cool, collective person, but now you have anxiety or like you know you get on edge get twitching this shit right yeah every time your phone ring or ding or something mm-hmm. it's like okay if it's changing your character that much it's probably something you should review to see 
why? Like, why does it bother you? And then again, I'm not going to give you an answer. I'm not going to say that's a person you shouldn't be with. I'm going to say, you know, there's so many ways to look at this. You know, does it cause you so much distress because you feel like they're being controlling? And maybe it's something else and you can work that out and Hold up. Why are we ain't breaking? Oh, whoa, whoa. This is the part. Oh, or why? Hold it, on. Why ain't we breaking down why they calling my phone? Why? It seems like this is about me. Yeah, because you're the one in the session, not them. Oh. <laughs> well, is it, now, is if it they extra were, to drag them in? You I do, mean, the, you do the group depends, that I do do couples counseling. But, and that, you know, rates depend on practice and insurance and all that stuff. But um, if they were in the session, the person that calls 150 times, you know, we would explore what makes you call, like what causes you to do the behavior. And I said that on this podcast, I was going to give a sneak peek into this week's episode. Okay. So that's a sneak peek right there is that every behavior has a function. We don't do things just because. We don't wear the color black just because. We don't eat certain foods just because. So in my example, it was like, you know, I used to eat for emotions. So I would, but the reason why I ate for my emotions was because it made me feel full. It made me feel satisfied. So once I was able to break down, why don't I feel satisfied and then satisfy that for myself? I no longer needed the food. So my behavior had a function. And if you feel like that function is causing you so much distress that it changes your character, you should change it. Change it. So every behavior has a function. So you can figure out why you do what most of what you do and if you can change it, if you want to change it. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So that's a little sneak peek into this week's uh, podcast. But just know that, again... If you're going through things in your relationship, it could be that the other person has struggles with mental health. Or you or it could be that you guys are just going through things. So but it doesn't hurt to sit down in front of a, a therapist or somebody or a pastor or somebody you trust. All right. All right. Work so, some things out. So let's get to um we're still talking. Mental health. You got you got No, it. I'm not I'm not I'm saying rushing you off unless you gotta go. <laughs> But um, today is getting late. We, we, we got another five, 10, 15 minutes. You cool? Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit. Is um, because I've been traumatized. I don't know if you can tell with relationships and shit. How but, would I tell? Huh? How would I tell? I don't know. You never told me anything. About oh, all right. But, but so what makes you? But I'm asking you, like, what huh? makes you think that I would know that? I don't know. Just from the, I don't know. Do you feel like it's it's you probably you probably uh <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy people. I probably put my relationship joint on Facebook a couple of times. You might have seen that shit. Oh, really? so, yeah, I've been trying. So let's let's talk. I want to talk about because, again, what relationships and shit. Uh-huh. It, it, what, what What is insecurities like as far as what mental health? I mean, insecurities can stem from anything. It can stem from media, like seeing pictures of what the world defines as beauty and feeling like that you have to be that. I mean, it can stem from past traumas of abuse. It can stem from 
a lot of things. And, I mean, there's different levels and types of abuse, right? And there's different... So, again, everything that you would have an insecurity about, it probably has a backstory. So if you feel like your hair is not beautiful for whatever reason, there was something or someone at some time that told you your hair wasn't beautiful or you weren't accepted because of it. You know what I mean? Like something happened for you to attach that feeling to that character to make you insecure about it. And so it's just resolving, you know, or try. I'm not going to say that's the answer, but that's like trying to resolve that for yourself. Like, if you don't think that you're beautiful because your hair is quote unquote ugly, how do we change your perspective of your hair for you? How do we make you love it? Or, you know, like, how do we do alternatives if you feel like you can never love it? Do you do wigs? Do you do braids? Do you only like your hair this way, that way, whatever? You know, you, and then I always tell, Um, People, the last step of self-growth and mental health growth is not caring. Not caring what other people think about whatever. And loving it, loving it no matter what nobody thinks about it. So if you love the color green, that's me. Some people think that's the ugliest color in the world, but if I don't care or... I understand that, like, that's your perspective, but this is what I love, and and that's not going to change me, then that won't be something that I'm insecure about. I'd be proud Mm -hmm. to say that I love the color green. No doubt. No doubt. Shoot. So did I really, do you think I got to it? Like, did I answer your question about mental health and dating? Like, how those two... Hi, hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. And that def- was definitely a therapist move. So, so so to answer your other question, sometimes I can turn it off and sometimes I can't. Like, I've been in my own personal therapy sessions and said, okay, so I know we're at the last five minutes, and I'm not the therapist in the session. So I just did that to you. I said, so do you think we covered everything you came here for today? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we got what you needed? <laughs> and you rocked it, though, sis. Thank you. We, we, we definitely was a pleasure to have you on. I appreciate it. We I definitely got to help promote and pump this mental health awareness. Yes. And let's share each other's shares and share each other's shares and share each other's shares because there's nobody more important than us. You know, there was research done that the black community is powerful in regards to, like, being consumers and growing stuff. So let's share each other's shares. No doubt, no doubt. Y'all hear it, y'all. Don't forget, Saturday, May 21st. Yep, one thirty to 5.30. I'll be there virtually. Um, Erica Pickney, who was my past supervisor, she is going to be providing mental health resources. Oh, E. Pickton yeah. be dropping the joint too? Yeah, she'll, okay. so she'll be there. Not she'll, She won't be there, but the resources will be there from her. And then I know a few other people will be showing up to speak. And then they said there's like a whole bunch of other stuff. Fashion show by uh, Gifted by L'Oreal. You know what I mean? All that. Yeah. And and it it wasn't me. I said, I heard one of them say it might be a twerking contest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hey, niggas, bring your singles to the mental 
Uh, <laughs> dollar bills to the mental awareness. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're gonna be playing FNF. I'm pretty sure. FNF. Yeah. What's the one song though? I'll see. Is that the that 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 ain't the song where she be like, uh, uh, how that shit go? And I was like, oh, this bitch is crazy. Like, wow. Hold on though. Hold on. Because when you break the lyrics, that oh my god, how that shit go? If you think that I hate you right now, I do. Oh, yeah, How that yeah, shit yeah. go? If you, yeah, I said, oh, this bitch crazy. I'm like, see, this is why these chicks be this, like, see, now that's some bad. I think that's I don't like that. And I was crazy. It's, I like I'm the song, like the melody, like because I like the melody. It is to me. I, I think she a bad is, influence. Why? What that's is, why you want. Listen, if listen, you feel bad, listen, and you, listen, then you want somebody to feel no, bad too. That's revenge. That's is, negative energy. Listen, I'm not gonna say that the song is a bad. Um, influence on relationships because what if there's a woman out there that has been abused and she listened to that song like if you think if you thought I hated you you know the rest of the lyrics and in that song she found her empowerment to leave her abusive relationship I think that would be a great influence All right, if you put it to on some abusive bitch you know you can get hated on of course you know they can hate you for some petty shit so you know it again you know so that's what I'm saying like it's all about perspective like we only think things are bad because of I still don't think even though so it's healthy you saying it's healthy to 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 wish bad upon your no. abuser? Mm, I didn't say that either. Okay. What I said was, you said, oh, <laughs> right, and what I said was, I'm not going to label that song as a bad song because what if it's a good song to somebody? Then it's a good song to them. I'm not going to label it as bad. It's not my right to say this mm. is bad and nobody should listen to this because it might be good to somebody else. Yeah. I told you I was traumatized in past relationships, so to me that's a, that help, that song's a trick. I don't like that. And, yo, what's crazy? This is what's crazy though. Yeah. I liked it. Just you know the radio download. You yeah. can't hear the words. Yeah, like the I like the song. Okay. Then I'm like, oh, that's my song. Then I turn. I'm like, yeah. Oh, nah. This is that. Nah. <laughs> that, this is uh, this is uh, uh, this is, to me. I was like, this is bad me, energy, yo. Yeah, me and my husband laugh at songs like that only because we understand but i definitely from now from you know to think where she's coming from i definitely you know for that point but you know like we don't know what made her write that song but um i've been traumatized i've been traumatized it's some it's some i know listen i you can't tell me my bm don't got a voodoo doll like i know i got it's some people mad at me from my past so i just uh them type of sound and be wanting to hear that negative relationship shit and i get that right like your behavior has a function. You don't listen to negative songs to avoid. I think that'd be women's problem. It'd it be yeah. a lot of negative music out there that you but know. Who's to say it's negative? It's negative to you, which is yeah. understandable. Yeah. That doesn't mean listen that. to that. Just check that phone. Check that nigga. This, that's the song. Check that nigga phone. Check and then you go to checking my phone. Nigga. That was bad influence, man. We was alright. I'm not right? gonna say. No. What I'm saying is, I I don't have the rights to. To define things as bad <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not somebody's uh, yeah. jury. You're I am the not jury. the judge uh, and the jury. Yeah. If you, if that's what you like, you do you. If, if you, it, do you. checking the phone's healthy. I didn't. I am I'm not asking. Saying. No, I'm asking. That I, wasn't even the to play on that. I'm. Just, I'm going to say. You know, this is a common thing in relationships. That, you know what I mean. 
every behavior has a function. So pretty sure she's not checking his phone. For no reason. I'm not saying he's cheating. I'm saying that maybe she has, like you just said, past experiences of other people cheating. And that's how she found out was through the phone. So maybe that's why she checks his phone. But he's never cheated, right? Or it could be. Uh, he might not have even. He might not have even uh, gave her no reason. Right. But just from that past right. relationship, now let me, because exactly. that's how she caught the last nigga. Exactly. So I'm not gonna say that like, in your relationship, checking phones are bad because again, I don't have the authority to tell you what's good or bad for your relationship. It's for you to determine. Through me providing you, you good, education. Yeah. You good though. You I gotta give it to yo. She good. Cause I, you know on the low. I try to I try to I, I, I don't know if people try I try to shit on you bitches a little. Excuse my French. I try to you ladies. I try to shit on y'all just a little just to see how Doc would handle it. Cause I'm sure that's how dudes come in there. Of you know what She's I mean? And she's doing this and that. Okay. I know, I know. I told you, I know. I need some sessions. I had to talk to and somebody. Cool. And, and I reflected, just like you said. Well, why are we talking about why she hit me up fifty times? Hey. No, we're going to talk about why it affects you because I can't ask her questions. I'll be in that motherfucker on speakerphone and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her what you said yesterday. Hey, she called me. This. <laughs> Tell her why you called me ten times at work. I'm a, oh my. But, but again, I appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you. It, was it was a pleasure. It was fun. We definitely, we definitely gotta. Uh, yeah. You know, we are gonna do a couple more. Absolutely. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna let you pick an ice pick's brain a little bit more. Sounds you know good. what I mean? Sounds but good. don't forget, y'all. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. You can check out Close Your Ears. You can check out the Wellness Center right. on Spotify, Apple. Uh, uh, hold on, <laughs> Amazon I was... Music, Anchor, and iHeartRadio. <laughs> and iHeartRadio. Well, Basically. I ain't there yet. She's going to have to uh, put me in with the plug for iHeart. You know what I mean? Anywhere you listen to music, there. you can listen to the Wellness Center. God damn. What days you drop? Uh, Fridays at 5 a.m., but of course it's available anytime. Did you do you do you plan on getting to the point where you have guests, or are you just right now, you just, are you still so, just... As freestyling, and yeah. you know what I mean. I was thinking about that, like how would I add guests? Because the therapeutic room is a very sacred place, so I'm right, not right. going to have somebody. You don't want to try to have somebody and 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 have like an on air right. session, right? But see, you yeah. you you can um your guests your guests could be like other. Your right. colleagues and, right. and your so, profession, you know, you know what I mean? Because you know it's thousands of topics. Again, right. is you know it's thousands of podcasters Absolutely. out here in this right. joint. So, so I could invite even like you know Dr. Lamar Spencer. Like I can invite him, and maybe we'll talk. Her, about, I'm sis. Sorry. Yeah, that's sis. I apologize. The two I R's. You got to look at the two R's. <laughs> that's what let me know. But even the first time, and you correct yeah. me, I could invite her to my podcast and yeah, I'm a, I'll things, link y'all up. You know what I mean? Or, you know, anybody. So yeah, you're right. It could be hey. just, look, you did a good therapist thing right there. You gave me a different perspective. It doesn't have to be my clients. It can be my colleagues. Yeah, right. Hey, that's what I told you. It was gang, gang. Yeah. But y'all heard what it is. And wait, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, I didn't held her up. <laughs> I know she was supposed to be I'm home. I'm going to give my husband his personal number. <laughs> Yeah, you gonna have to give him that <laughs> massage, and we and we gonna edit out the part where she said mentioned about she know where them chicks be meeting uh, up and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, all that. Before we get out of here, what we like to do since we ain't do the black fact, y'all got one the other day, but um, we like to do the quick tip. 
Okay. So just something you can throw at people to apply to their life to help them out. It could be something as simple as when you go to that Chinese restaurant, you better get your wings fried mm. hard. I'm going to give you a quote from my book. And that is, sometimes we parent to be the parent our parents weren't. I know that's a lot of parents in there, right? But remember, being a good parent is being the parent your child needs, not the parent your inner child needs. So you don't need the same things. You're a good parent. No doubt. I'm going to hit y'all with this one real simple. Because I ain't wrote a book yet. You know what I mean? It, you wrote a book? Mm-hmm. Dang, what's the title? just hit me. She's like, this is in my book. I'm like, hold on. <gasps> what's the name of the book? It's called Forged by Fire. Forged by Fire? Yes. And it's on Amazon. It's okay, man. Quit playing, y'all. I done had three authors. A couple doctors, she won't be a doctor, but we got the licensed therapist. She no, got the, I'm yeah. pre-licensed. Pre-li- oh, well, pre-licensed. you about to finish all that, man. <laughs> we, man, listen, nigga, you licensed therapist. It's, it's going to be done. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? But we're going to have my quick tip. I said mine was going to be short. What was I going to say? Oh, hard head make a soft ass. You know what I mean? But that's this, in life. That's in life. But this again, oh, drop your link tree again. Let them know where to find it's you at. Winter's Wellness. Winter's Wellness. Yeah. Instagram, all that shit. Or you don't, you don't accept your own play. You don't want nobody following you on. I mean, you can you, follow me on TikTok. It's Pineapple Lifestyle. All right, there we go. Lifestyle spelled L Y F E S T Y L E. Um, that's where I do most of my video. No podcast. doubt. So y'all know where to find her at to see to get the good content on yeah, TikTok. Absolutely. Y'all got the link tree. Again, this is Close Your Ears. Y'all know where to find the Wellness Center. You know what I mean? And we out of here. Episode 73. Thank you. Love you. Peace.